Blog Talk Radio. to the show once again this is Tom Stevens your host and we are talking all topics counseling family and relationship focused today is going to be a cool day because we are talking dating everybody teenagers dating not adults not old people young people dating and we're going to learn a lot from the actual experts teenagers themselves and parents we want to hear from both sides so we can see which side is actually right, the teenagers or the parents. So if you want to call in today, because we've got a lot to get to in this show, a lot of questions I want to ask to my teenagers and parents as well about uh, what's dating like today that's different than, oh, I don't know, 30 years ago when I did it. So, I mean, it's got to be a different story now. If you want to call in and talk to any one of my guests, if you want to call in and give your own comment or weigh in on your opinion when it has to do with dating, please do so. Get a pen, get a piece of paper, type it in your phone right now. I'm about to give you the number, and you can get on air right now for the next hour and give your opinion or ask your question and get answers right here. Uh, Before I give you that number, brief bit of history on me. I am a psychotherapist here in the northwest side of Houston, Texas. been in practice for 20 years, work with children, families, teenagers, all different sorts of people. And this show is meant to bring you the latest and greatest topics of everything that's family, relationship, and life-oriented. So you can get actual advice and you can give your own opinions live on the air. So without further ado, the question, I'm sorry, the phone number is area code 347-838-9737. Once again, area code 347-838-9737. If you call that number, you can actually hit the number one, and it will put you in the queue so that we can see you in there and we can get to you. Brian will get you behind the scenes, ask you what your name is, and we'll get you on air real quickly. If you want to just call and listen on your phone, then call the number 347-838-9737 and just sit there. And it's all good because if you don't hit the number one, we will know you're on there, but we won't mess with you. But if you want to talk, please call in and hit the number one, and it will put you into our queue and we'll get you on air right away. For more information on what we do here, at my practice at Tom Stevens Counseling. You want to go to the App Store or the Play Store. We have an app out now, which is really cool, and it's growing day by day. If you just search under Tom Stevens with a V, you will see my picture and download it. It's free. It's quick. And you will be tied into everything from this talk show to Facebook to different videos to expert advice you can ask on there. A lot of really cool stuff is involved in that. So, teenagers, like I said, a parent on air, like I said today, a little bit later. And I'm just going to ask all the questions I can about dating, what's involved, and what we need to do when it comes to a teenager that wants to date them. Who better to ask, right, than the actual teenagers themselves? First off, I'm going to have Emily on the air because she's going to give us her perspective actually dating somebody and what that really is like. Emily, you there? Yep. Emily, good morning. Thanks for being on today. Good morning. Are you awake yet? You know, teenagers yes. many times by 1030 aren't awake. 
I think you I were awake early, though, today. I've been up since Okay. Emily, tell us a little bit about you, just, you know, your age, what grade you're going into this August, kind of your family set up so we know what, you know, parents, kids in your family, all that. Give me the whole scoop. Okay, um, I'm 16. Uh, I'll be a junior this upcoming August. I have two awesome. brothers, one older and one younger, um, and I have both my parents who live at home. All right. And are you currently in a relationship right now? I am. Okay. Tell me for how long? Um, it will be five months tomorrow. I just love teenagers who know to the day how many months they've been dating. You know, what a sweet thing, isn't it? What are you going to do to celebrate, Emily? Um, I don't know. We'll probably go out to dinner or something. Okay. So have you dated any guys before? Is this like a new thing for you? What? No, I uh, had an eight-month eight month relationship before. Okay, so you're you're getting right into one of my questions. It's a little deeper. Is it better to have, like, would you consider eight months long-term, by the way? Yes, I consider eight months long-term. Okay. Is it better to have the long-term, more intensive relationships or for teenagers to, you know, just go out with different people and learn what they like and don't like and have it be more short-term but not as, you know, intensely serious? Which is better? Um, I don't know. I'm more of a one-person kind of girl, so I would rather, like, invest in one person for, like, a long period of time. But then at the same time, it's hard when you're younger and when you're still in high school because you have a lot more limitations and you can't do everything that, like, once you're an adult, you know. And so it's just, um, I don't know. I feel like problem with short-term relationships has been you don't really get the, you never experience that long-term, like, really understanding and liking someone, you know, because there are many right. people who just have, like, two-week relationships, and that's not really a relationship, so, I don't know. Okay, really so tell me this short-term thing. relationship. How is the guy you're dating older or younger? He's older. Okay, so are your parents, like I just want to like kind of wonder your opinion from your parents. Were they okay with it? What was their opinion on mm-hmm. dating? When you started, did they say, well, wait a minute, are they different now? Are they looser now that you're a junior? You um, kind of can make different decisions? What? I started dating my freshman year because my, my mom is very much a once you're in high school, you can start dating kind of person. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I probably shouldn't have started dating freshman year because I was still pretty immature. And Mm -hmm. not only was I immature, but guys when they're freshmen, they don't know what they want. So, (laughs) I mean, they still don't know what they want. So it's just kind of like for I'm I like to invest in things. So if they don't know what they want, but I know what I want, then it kind of creates issues. So, you know, I, I've seen that same thing, Emily. It really depends on the maturity level of the teenager. I was reading an article recently <clears throat> that said was talking about when kids should date, and it had this section on dating means different things at different ages. You know, but yes, I, I wonder if it's not so much the age as it is kind of the maturity and the life experience that somebody has, because you can take a thirteen-year-old that actually acts more mature than a 16-year-old and vice versa. That So is it about the actual age, like you said, getting to high school and by then you're good? Because sometimes you're not ready even when you're in high school. No, I feel like it's a lot of um, – it is about age because, you know, I will say when I was dating as a freshman, I I couldn't drive. My boyfriend couldn't drive. So that's not really dating when you can't go out on dates by yourself and can't really, like, yeah. have that responsibility. And so, like, now in my relationship, my boyfriend can drive. And so he can, we can go places by ourselves and, like, actually be together instead of having our parents drop us off or going on family events together. And so it just kind of brings you 
closer and it's, I don't know, like as a 13-year-old, a lot of their dating is texting and seeing each other at school or holding hands at school. So mm-hmm. it's Sorry just, about that. Go ahead. <laughs> Somebody's calling in. Go ahead. Go ahead, Omar. Oh, I was done. you finished? Yeah. Sorry, Emily. Okay, here's my big question. <laughs> you already gave me the bait with your parents. It is... Were they wrong, and in hindsight, this may be bad for you actually, your little brother, in hindsight, should they set more parameters when high school comes to say, okay, you can go out with people, but here is how you need to go out, because we're going to go ahead and assume that, just like with Emily, you know, until you get kind of mature enough dating-wise, maybe you need to have it kept in these boundaries. Should it have been different for you? Um, I don't think so, because... Uh, I'm a very mature person, and so, mm-hmm. and I like. I feel like if I had a little sister, then maybe yes, it should be different for them. But it's a lot harder to keep boys from dating because they just kind of mm-hmm. do what they want, whereas girls mm-hmm. kind of listen to their parents. I don't know from my personal experience. So, and and so does it. This is probably good for parents to know, Emily. Is there a big difference? You're going to be a junior. So is Mm -hmm. there a big difference from freshman year to sophomore year to junior year? In other words, is it that dramatically different year after year, or is it pretty much the same? It all just flows together as far as maturity Um, goes and you're ready. Well, I've always been mature, so it's kind of difficult for me to answer this. But when I was a freshman, I mean, it was all new. It was wow, you know, I'm going to be in high school, this is amazing, yay, I get more freedom. And now that I'm a junior and I'm about to get my driver's license, and it's just like, it seems like I can still go back to that first day that I became a freshman, and it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was two years ago, you know, and so it's crazy to think that it was that long ago, and I'm almost done with high school already. And Mm -hmm. so... Personally, I feel like I'm mature enough to where I could probably go off to college and I'd be fine just because that's who I am. But I'm sure there are many juniors. I mean, I know people in my grade who are still act like children. So Mm -hmm. it really just depends on the person and the parent, and you just have to really be watching your kid. But I think to be fair, kind of with what you're saying, just because teenagers, let's say, aren't dating, doesn't mean they're not mature because some people just it doesn't interest them. They got other things on their mind. They oh. like sports or they oh, like no, activities. I and agree. so, what makes you different? Like, oh, go ahead, give it to Maya, me. Well, I have an 18-year-old brother, as I as I told you, and he has never actually had a girlfriend girlfriend because he is so focused on baseball that girls would just get in the way. He wants to get a scholarship. He wants to go play majors, and he has all these great ambitions. And he realizes that girls would get in the way. I mean, he's not socially awkward. He's not like that. I mean, he could have a girlfriend if he wanted one, but he just chooses not to. Oh, okay. So for you, relationships, the reason you would want one is you just like relationships or what? What's the reason um, a teenager would even want it then? Because a lot of people attribute teenagers dating to hooking up and sex and you know, all this other stuff. Are you saying it's different? Uh, For me, it's different. Um, My purpose of dating is to find the qualities that I would like when I am looking for a guy to marry and someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So it's a little more serious for me than just trying to find someone who I like to kiss or I like to hang out with. Um. And I honestly, I find it kind of scary that people are just thinking of relationships as ways to hook up and do those kinds of things. Right. It's just a very foreign concept to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, that, what? that leads yeah. me into my next question. Like, what are the boundaries? You are a teenager talking to a lot of parents listening to this show. So as a teenager's brain girl teenager, Mm -hmm. what are the boundaries and how do you set them and and is it anything goes and hormones rage when you're a teenager and excitement and intensity and we're free and we're out on a date and it's fun and how do you, 
keep any boundaries with each other then? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's it's difficult because you're right. Hormones are big thing and everything. Yeah. But I feel like if you have boundaries set before you find someone who you're really attracted to, then it helps. Because if you've already made those boundaries and you already say, okay, all I'm going to do is kiss, you know, that's that's my limit. I'm not going to go any further than that because I'm saving everything for my husband. Um, it also helps to have a biblical background because it just, it's a foundation, you know, and it, every time you're weak, it helps. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that helps is having a guy who isn't going to push you, who hasn't already done those things, and so he doesn't really, I don't know, uh, his Pandora box hasn't been super open for him either. That really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, also helps to have a guy who's biblical because then he wants to save it for his wife and I want to save it for my husband. So maybe he will end up being my husband, maybe not. Mm-hmm. You never know. But it just helps because you can keep each other very strong and, like, one day someone's going to be weak and the other just has to be like, no, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's my thing. Biblical or not, since a lot of people out there might not be biblical, the hardest part I try to, the point I try to drive across to teenagers, parents also, but mainly teenagers is, just like you talking to a kindergartner, Emily, who's going out on a playground, and mm-hmm. they are going to climb on the jungle gym or the monkey bars, or they're going to get way up high in a tree, and they don't always know you know, they're about to get into danger or if they fall, it could really hurt themselves. And so you, if you're ever babysitting or around young children, you have to kind of watch them because they don't realize what they're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I try to tell teenagers all the time, it's not that your parents or adults are trying to say you don't know what you're doing. It's that I don't think you always know what the risk is that you're taking. And so you're kind of telling me, which is cool, that if I have a biblical background and I believe in my faith and I believe in what my body is used for and that it's not just, you know, something that I can just uh, waste away, it's important, it's valuable, I honor myself, my body, my boundaries, that that helps you not have to go fly by the seat of your pants in a moment on a Friday night. And I think a lot of teenagers figure, what the heck, you know what, I'll ask for forgiveness later rather than permission yeah. now, and I'll just let her rip, and they don't think ahead enough. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you probably know people that do that, and, and the hard yeah. part with teenagers, I think, I think that's why parents, like, get into this, you know what, you are, you are not doing this, you are not doing this. One of the rules I was reading, actually, Dr. Phil's website, and he said teenagers should not be allowed in with a closed door in their house with the opposite sex. How do you feel about that? Um, I agree. I'm never in a closed area with my boyfriend. I've never been. I'm always either downstairs or if I'm upstairs, then I'm in our open game room. So, And my parents have the rule that as soon as they go to bed, we come downstairs. So That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I grew up, like, I was just in a one-story house, but we couldn't go down the hallway. I mean, forget the living room. The living room was it. We couldn't go down the hallway towards any bedroom with anybody of the opposite sex because it was just, it kept anything possible from happening. And I think that sometimes, Emily, uh, the rules seem to have gotten different over time. And when you start describing your your boundaries and the, the purpose for you dating it's kind of cool that it makes it sound a little bit more um, more doable. But here, okay, one of my last questions for you, because this is important. What advice would you give to parents of teenagers who are either thinking about or are currently dating? Like cause some parents are naive or they don't understand or they're maybe too controlling. What advice would you give to parents to handle their kids who are dating? Um, I know that, like, personally with me, I believe that my parents trust me, so as soon as I feel like they don't trust me, it kind of hurts, you know, because I feel like I've never proven them to not trust me. Uh, So I think it's a big thing to give your kid a little bit of trust, but let's say that your kid has 
taken your trust back before you were even dating or letting them have those ten little times together, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the time when you need to kind of pull in the reins. And I feel like you should know your kids. So if you have watched them and you realize that maybe they're prone to kind of taking risks and kind of stepping over the boundaries, then I would probably keep them more reined in, like you can only watch movies downstairs kind of stuff. But if you have someone who you know you can trust your kid, I would probably give them a little more boundaries, but at the same time that doesn't mean just be hands-off. Like you should still Mm -hmm. go up and make random checks when your kids are upstairs by themselves. (laughs) Random checks, Emily. Last question to you is what age should people be able to start dating somebody? And dating, I'm not talking middle school. Well, some people middle school. But I'm talking about like dating somebody, being left alone in a place with somebody else. And I guess it could be middle school. Some people do it. They send their kids to the movies. They let them go, and boom, they're gone. So what age should it start? I feel like you should start being able to go out with another person probably about the time that – both of you can start driving because some people date like a few years ahead of them and so you could have a 15 year old dating an 18 year old and he's been able to drive forever but I don't think you should allow that to happen because it's just maturity levels and age does have a lot to do with maturity and Mm -hmm. so I'd probably say around 16, 17 yeah, and you said it, Emily, you said it pretty well when you said it also depends on the maturity level, and that doesn't mean because maturity is there, you're better. It just means you've grown up more and being able to handle situations more, and some kids are built for it, you know, at, at 14, and some people not until 18 or 19. So, Emily, thanks so much for being on today. Perfect way to start off the show, and hopefully you'll come back and join us again because you've been here before. Yes. All right. Thank you, girl. Emily. Great advice, y'all. Actually, from somebody who is dating and somebody who has a boyfriend right now and has learned from having a boyfriend before that didn't work out. So sometimes I think teenagers learn through experience, and I know this might sound bad even though it's not meant bad. I do also like the idea of teenagers dating multiple people, not at the same time, and not serious multiple people. I mean to go out on dates is what I mean. I don't mean like dating, like you're my boyfriend, and then two weeks later I met a new boyfriend. I mean to go out on dates with different people so they can learn what they like and what they don't like. And truth be told, teenagers hate to hear it, I know. But the reality is that teenagers most likely are not going to marry the guy that they're dating in high school. That doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean I don't want it to happen. It means that we have to put in perspective that who we're dating now we need to use as a life experience and we need to use as an opportunity to learn about ourselves and other people. And most relationships break up because we grow. You have to remember that. As parents, you can say this to your teenagers. Most relationships do break up because one or the other of the people grows into a different direction and with new needs. So I'm going to move on into now my next guests, who are both teenagers uh, also, and actually twins, which is kind of cool, boy and a girl, Russell and Natalie, who are going to kind of give us their scoop on their past history in dating. Russell, Natalie, you all there? Yes, we're here. Oh, we have you both on at the same time. I wonder if this is going to be a challenge. Do both of you all like to talk the same? No, not really. <laughs> okay, who's who's the talker in the group? Probably Russell. Okay, Russell, you're going to start off then. Tell everybody your age, what grade you're going into, and your current relationship status. How about that? Um, I'm 18. Um, I'll be a senior in high school next year, and I've been dating the same girl for a year and a half. Oh, my heavens. You just shot out of the water what I just said, didn't you, Mr. I think everybody should date multiple people. Russell, you must be a committed, like, you know, I, I, I stick with what I commit to kind of guy. Is that it? You just like the focus and seriousness of a relationship or, or what? How did that work out? 
Um, well, I've dated other people in the past, but this person that I'm with right now, I really like them. We both get each other, and we're both really committed to each other. So, so, so what age did you start dating? Um, I was, well, I, yeah, I was six or seventeen. Um, well, I'm not doing the math there, right, Russell? You're gonna have to go back a little younger than that. Yeah, 16, and it was a sophomore year. Yeah. Okay, so were, were you ready? Were you ready for dating yeah. back then? Yes, I think so. And um, since y'all are twins, the interesting part here is: do y'all actually give advice or recommendations to each other about dating or who you're with, or do you tell each other anything that's going on, or y'all stay out of each other's business? Um, we don't really give each other advice, but we kind of know what's going on with each other. So, Natalie, what if he dates one of your friends? Um. Or vice versa? That's kind of (laughs) weird. So that's like doesn't happen? Yeah, it, well. It hasn't really happened, so I don't really know what we would do. (laughs) That's just y'all are in such a unique situation, aren't you? Like y'all are just, I mean, to be seniors in high school and to have all the friends that you do because senior year is so social that I wonder, like, what that's like for y'all. Okay, your parents, do they have the same rules for both of y'all since you're a boy and a girl because sometimes parents with girls have different rules than boys. Do they have different rules for both of you or are they the same when it comes to being able to date and, you know, what you can do, what your curfew is, where you can go, all that stuff? Um, they're the same for us for as far as curfew and dating and stuff, but obviously some more stuff applies to me since I'm in a relationship and Natalie isn't. So kind of smaller things like okay. that only apply to me. So, Natalie, what's the reason you're not in a relationship right now? Um, I guess I just don't know the right guy. I don't know. <laughs> and you've been in one before? Yes. Okay, how did that go? How long was it? Um, it was probably, it was like five months, I think. Yeah. And the reason it didn't work out, can you say? Um, we just kind of, I guess, didn't really have time for each other and I don't know. Okay. And so the kind of guy that you're looking, you know what, you know what I need to do, Natalie? I need to have like a teenage, um, dating show here one time where I get people on the air and then people can call in who are interested just by what you say and the sound of your voice. How about that? Um, that would be no? interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you all, have you all seen that TV show? Not that I've seen it. I don't even know if it's out yet, where it's called Love at First Sight. No, I've never seen that. All right. It's a show that's coming out. I don't even think it's out yet, but it's basically where they, these experts take people like y'all and they take your personalities, you do all these tests and these inventories. It's kind of like a match.com or something where they take your whole profile and they match you up with somebody who they think is your perfect fit, okay? And so what happens is they actually arrange you to get married the very first time you see each other. You don't go on a date. You don't talk to each other on the phone, nothing. The first time you see each other, you are at a wedding chapel, getting married, and then you have to live life and see if you can make it. And after a certain amount of time, I think a few months or something, you have to decide whether you're going to stay married or get divorced. How about that show? Yeah, I want to know what kind of people sign up for something like that. Thank yeah, you. Amen. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So is that what our world's coming to? Natalie Russell, let me tell you, when I grew up so long ago, there, it was a different world, you know, without Internet, without cell phones, without, you know, a lot of technology that we have, uh, dating was different. And I try to tell parents today that kids who are growing up, teenagers, are basically four years older when it comes to experience and exposure to the world than they were when we grew up. So, y'all, if you're 18, you were like my age group when we were 22. That's college. That's graduating from college. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily more mature, it means you've been exposed to enough life that, and I think you'd agree, 10- and 12-year-olds have been exposed to things 
you know, that, that really teenagers should be. And so you've got young kids acting like they're dating, right? I mean, have you all seen it? Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And they're not ready. They don't know what they're doing, and they get into a whole lot of trouble. So I think these reality shows kind of blur the lines and let us think, you know, what is dating about? And that's what I kind of wonder for y'all. Like, like what is the purpose? And, Russell, you can do this since you're dating. What's the purpose of dating somebody as a high school student? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, having someone to spend time with and sharing your feelings with and then – also, like the girl before me said, you're looking for what you want in the future and the type of people that you enjoy spending time with and stuff like that. Boy, I tell you, that's a well-balanced guy. Russell, you're going to have some people calling in, emailing me, wanting to know your information before you know it. Okay, Natalie, you would prefer to be dating right now, but you're not, or you're okay? Um, I don't really – I mean – I'm okay. I mean, I don't really have the need to be dating anyone. You know, if the right guy comes along, I'll definitely, you know, take interest, but I'm totally fine being alone. Okay, so do you see Russell being alone? I love that. Do you see Russell um, having, like, constant contact with his girlfriend or do you see your friend having constant like how much is normal contact when it comes to talking on the phone texting uh face to face like should people let's say as a senior see their girlfriend or boyfriend every day talk to them every day not what natalie i mean i feel like if they go to the same school seeing each other every day is totally it's going to happen um, I feel like having contact over the phone, either like talking on the phone or texting, like at least once every day is is healthy. I don't know if hanging out, you know, all afternoon every day is necessarily too much exposure. You know, once a week hanging out is good. It's you know? hard because I think we get so used to contact in this world today every day you know, our phones are right with us, that it, it actually makes it almost too easy. And so I feel like, okay, this is therapist Tom here. I feel like teenagers kind of put the relationship too much in front of them and and kind of get too involved in it and don't have a life of their own a lot of times, which is why I like to hear teenagers who have other things they do, other groups, other clubs uh, that they're involved in, activity, sports, or friends that they may go hang with and that every waking moment's not spent. I mean, do you all know anybody who spends every waking moment in contact with their girlfriend or boyfriend or not? Um, well, I talk to my girlfriend a lot. Um, mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't say every waking moment, but I talk to her on the phone a lot. Um, but I also have things I like to do. I like to hang out with other of my friends. It's not like every time I'm free, I go hang out with her. I have, other friends that I spend time with, and I also like to go fishing and on vacation and stuff like that. So it's not Well, that's every a good time. question. Do you actually talk to her? Do you talk to your girlfriend on a phone as opposed to just texting? Um, I do both. Most of the time we text because it's not a convenient time to just, like, be on the phone walking around doing stuff throughout the day. So texting is a little easier, but we, I call her pretty often. This is what I think is hard, Natalie and Russell, is that parents, your parents, didn't grow up with any of this, and so they have a hard time understanding what the social media piece is. And when we grew up, it was you had to talk face-to-face. Like you had to talk when somebody's available. They didn't have a phone sitting with them all the time. And so your moments to talk were fewer and far between. <clears throat> y'all can do it at any point now. Like when I was in high school, y'all, this is, I had a long-distance relationship with a girl as a junior-senior, I think, in high school. And we had to write letters, y'all. I mean, because talking on the phone was like 50 cents a minute, and my parents, you know, would destroy me if I had a $200 phone bill that popped in. So we had to write letters, Russell and Natalie. So you'd had to wait three days to hear what this person responded to you, all your things. That wow. is another world, is it not? Oh, my heavens. That's crazy. 
Maybe we should try that experiment. Russell, you want to do that? You want to do that experiment where we just have you mail letters to your girlfriend for just a month? Let's do that. I think I'll do that. I think I don't just hear anything. Don't at all. And just write letters. <laughs> hey, your girlfriend will love you to no end, and you know what? She'll want to see you like crazy after just a month of no of of only letter writing. Okay, Natalie. What? Probably true. Is what you say, Russell? Then yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, you ready? Uh huh. Biggest mistake girls make when it comes to dating is what? I think they get too emotional and kind of jump into things before they really, like, get to know the guy and, like, get to see, um, you know, what traits they like and don't like about him. I think girls just kind of emotionally kind of invest before they get all the facts. Boy, isn't that the truth? Does that happen more? Um, Do you think the like social media piece has anything to do with that, like just the fact that I see a lot of clients in here, you two, that um, will say more risky and provocative things on a text message or through some kind of social media site than they would in person. Like I've had kids come in who've had a lot of strong sexual contact via uh, a social media website or app or texting or whatever, sending pictures, but they tell me I would never say that in front of somebody, but there's something about this that allows them to, I don't know, get more promiscuous or get, do you see that at all? Um, I haven't really seen that, you know, personally with someone that I know, but I know it definitely happens and it social media definitely makes that type of stuff easier. Because I think you've got it right when you said about the girls getting too emotionally involved right away. I think girls kind of give up too much of themselves too quickly, and I think guys kind of press too hard and aren't in it for the relationship, like Russell's talking about, the relationship piece of somebody to spend time with, somebody to be with, somebody to share life with. That's very different than I just want to hook up with somebody. So final piece for you two. What advice do you give to parents? out there, let's say you have friends who are dating, and I'm sure you have friends, I'm sure you know people who've had sex, I'm sure you know people who have done all kinds of things. What advice would you give to parents when it comes to dating and teenagers and just any rules they should have or things they should look out for? Um, I think the biggest thing is just trusting your parenting and what you taught your kids when they were younger and what you tried to instill in them. Just have faith in what you taught them and give them it. It's an opportunity to exemplify that in their life where they have their own choice and the parents not making the choice for them. That's really cool. Hey, can you all hang on one sec? Because we've got another caller on the line. Yeah. Okay, hang on. All right, Madison, you're on the air. <laughs> Talk to me, girl. Oh, this is a big surprise, isn't it? Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Russell Wojcik is a big surprise. He told me what number to call in, so I've been listening. So you're going to shoot, you're going to cut this off at the head, right, so that no other girls call in and, like, love Russell because he's so sweet and so genuine, and you're just going to say, I'm Madison. Oh, yeah, um, I'm Madison, and, yeah, Russell's a sweet guy. Is he telling the truth with what he says? Of course. And do y'all spend too much time together? Um. Well, like you said, he likes to fish. He got a town. So when he's in town, we write, try to spend um, the time we can get together. Um, but it's, I don't think it's too much time. And so, Madison, from the, girl's per, from, the, from the girl's perspective, I've got to ask you this question because you're in a unique situation with twins over there with Natalie and Russell, right? Yes. Okay, so he's got to be around a lot of girls with Natalie as his sister. <laughs> um, it's definitely funny. I mean, Natalie will have her friends over, and, of course, they're the same age, and we're all in the same grade at the same school. But um, I just feel weird. Russell, are you speechless at this point? 
No, I had a feeling this was going to happen. <laughs> this is not the Jerry Springer show. There's no big surprise that I know of, unless Madison's got one. But, hey, Madison, anything else you want to say to Russell? Um, no. He uh, has definitely been saying everything that I would have said. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, y'all. Thanks to all y'all for being on the air. Natalie, Russell, thanks for being here, you two. Yeah, thank, thank you for inviting you. us. And hopefully you'll come back real soon. I'm going to get y'all in touch with the next show. And also, by the way, I want to thank Madison. That is so cool that she called in and surprised her boyfriend. I thought there was going to be some kind of wild surprise there, but but not. Okay, I want to move in in our last piece of this show because it's really cool to hear from all the teenagers into the parenting perspective and see what it's like from a parent's perspective, what dating is and what it's like because that, that's a whole other ball game we're talking about there. And I've got Ricky on the air to talk to us. Ricky, you there? Yes. Hi, Tom. Oh, hey, Ricky. Tell us your makeup children, ages, so everybody knows. I have a daughter that's 17, and I have a son that's 11. Okay, the 17-year-old's going to be a? Senior. Okay, is she currently dating? No, she's really never, she's really never had a one-on-one relationship. And, okay, that's a perfect segue here because we've just had people. We had two and Russell and Emily that are dating, and then we had Natalie, the twin of Russell, who's not dating, and it's not a big deal. Is that just because your daughter is, you know, it's just not got other things to do, or is it because she'd really like to, just hasn't found the guy? I, you know, I don't know. She's very social. It's kind of like one of the kids was saying her brother is not. She's very social. She's not socially awkward. She's around people all the time. There's boys in her house. There's girls in her house in groups. But there's just never been a one-on-one relationship, and it's really never bothered me, bothered me that I haven't had to, you know, deal with it just yet. Okay. So that was why I was looking for in- that answer to that question. Is it important to, you know, you kept answering that question, is it important to have many, or is it important to just kind of have one? You know, she's going to be a senior and gone yeah. in a year, and I'm thinking, wow, maybe she should have had a little bit more, but, it, you know, it's up to her. Well, it's kind of like this. You know, there are some who go through high school and don't really have any dating relationships. There are some who have a bunch, and then there are some who only have one they date in high school. And I don't know that there's any perfect match other than the teenagers that I see that say, I have to have – there's two scenarios. One is I have to have this relationship. I have to keep it together. This is my life. This is what I need. Or the vice versa of somebody who says – I don't want anything to do with it, and I want to stay as far away from it as I can, and it's usually because there are other issues behind it. Those are the two extremes I would watch out for, but people dating, like even Russell, a year and a half or whatever, or people not dating, like your daughter, who just have other things going on, but they're still social and they still hang around people, those to me are all good. I usually like to ask teenagers, though, if you had a choice – would you like to date someone? Because sometimes it's just as simple as it's just awkward, it's different. I don't understand it. Like, does your daughter have a lot of friends who are dating people, or are they all just kind of not? No, she has, she has a mixture of both. She has um, friends in long-term relationships, friends that have never been in relationships, friends that have been in many relationships. So I've kind of seen it all. She's not against dating. Mm-hmm. I think if the right person came around, I absolutely think she would she would absolutely date. She's just mm-hmm. everybody's friend, and just they're all in packs. It's very strange. It wasn't like that when we were kids. It was a one-on-one thing. Everybody had a boyfriend. When you broke up, you got another boyfriend. And in, I, I noticed in this day and age, they're just she's in packs. She's just in groups. Yeah. Did you hear anything from the previous three, four teenagers that it was, surprised it, it was you or that was different? It was very interesting to hear the the teenager's point. It's, it's very similar to our daughter's on when we talk to her about this kind of stuff. Ages, I don't agree with the age, but as a teenager or when I first started parenting Ashton, I thought uh-huh. an age was on curfews, an age was on dating. Now I absolutely do not agree with that. Every child is different, yeah. 
And every child, you have to look at maturity level. You have to look at how they approach things in real-life circumstances before you allow them to go on dates by themselves or have yeah. move people upstairs or, you know, that was the one thing I, I thought. I would have told you 10 years ago, she will be this age when she dates. She will be this age when she has <laughs> a sleepover. She will be this age when she's allowed to go out of town. Now I, I, we, my husband and I threw that out the window years ago. Yeah. I try to tell uh, parents in today's world because parents in today's world didn't grow up, you know, with social media and with this connection we have that you have to pay attention to how much contact teenagers have with each other because parents don't realize, like, when we grew up, your contact, it had to be more planned. It had to be more scheduled. You don't just randomly text somebody while you're, you know, sitting in, in the hallway in between classes or you're sitting at home on the couch. You have to call them and they have to be home was, was the way it used to be. And so parents don't realize how much teenagers text and use social media and Instagram and everything else to stay in touch with each other. And it, it almost can be a crutch sometimes. So getting out face-to-face with their friends, to me, is way better than just sitting around trying to stay in touch with them via phone or a video game or something like that. Yeah, social okay, media is Ricky, a double-edged sword. Tell me this. As a parent, what scares you about your teenager dating today? Let's say she would be. What scares you the most? Oh, is it, um, is it oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is it sex? Is it maybe a controlling relationship where she loses herself? Is it losing her friends? Is it disappearing from y'all? Like, what is the scary part of things oh, that all, just come on today? All of the above, okay. everything you just described, I've seen in her friends. Sex, it's yeah. not even sex. Um, it's the other things they do in lieu of sex that they don't, they don't realize is so, still violating your body. And then I've, I've yeah. kind of found I have a very open child, and I've kind of found that once a girl, a friend of hers, has reached a certain point, they kind of feel they can't go back. And so yeah. that scares me. And it's kind of like you said, social media, you kind of put yourself out there very differently. And then when you're face-to-face, it's like, oh, wait, I, didn't, I wouldn't have done that in person. But you've, you've kind of already made that promise via text or via a picture. And you kind of feel like you just have to go through with certain things, I've noticed with her friends. So the social media part, making things when they become face-to-face a lot more real and intense scares me. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen some of her friends start dating and just disappear. That scares me. So it's kind of all of the above. Yeah, it's, it is. I try to tell. As a therapist, you know, it's like people think they come to me when it's crazy time, but honestly the best people that come to me are the people who want to prevent stuff from happening. And so when I get teenagers in at the beginning of dating or before they're dating, they actually can learn what good boundaries are and when they're losing themselves or when they um, are focusing and prioritizing too much on, you know, this person and this relationship. And boundaries to me, Ricky, are the biggest key point that teenagers let go. And I think girls, I'm going to say it, have to really concentrate on holding their boundaries of who they are, respect for themselves, respect for their body, um, appreciation of how valuable they are, so that the guy does not define them and so that the guy doesn't say, you know, you're not worth something unless, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway. I agree. So the biggest misconception you think teenagers have when it comes to dating, in other words, where they are a little bit naive is going to be what? They think it's, it's permanent. They, I mean, I've had girls in my kitchen, he's going to college, but we're going to make it work. And I'm going, you are 16 years old. Are you kidding me? So that's, I think that's a big misconception. But I kind of think we all have that at that age, that that person, if you've dated for a year, they're it. They're going to be it forever. So I see that a lot when I'm with her friends, that, that what, they're, what they're with yeah. now in high school is, going to be permanent or it's going to be intense and they're going to make it work and they're only 16, 17, 18 years old and as adults we know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. It, and I think, honestly, that's I'll go back to the social media piece again, that is what's different in this world that 20 years ago you 
you didn't necessarily have because you know what? The contact wasn't as easy to get. Like I said, when I was a teenager, we were writing letters. And so when it was long distance, it made it that much harder to keep. And so you couldn't, like now, you've got trackers on phones. You've got, you know, instant contact with people. So I think teenagers are blind a little bit to, oh, we can make this work because we can stay in contact with each other all the time. But maybe that's not such a great thing. And also, I think one of the naivety things for teenagers is when it comes to, like I was saying sex, but even just intimate contact, kissing, foreplay, things like that with teenagers, that they tend to think it's not as big of a deal and it doesn't, it's not going to affect them long term. And I think they're flat out wrong. I tell teenagers that all the time. You don't realize when you cross a line that there isn't going back and that now you've planted that in your relationship. So it is it's in there. And I don't know how you feel as a mom, especially with a daughter, but that I see all the time. No, I see, I see like I said, I see it too. It's, they just, a lot of them feel that if it's not intercourse, if it's not sex, it's, it's okay. And it's, it's just shocking to see what girls will do. And then they feel, well, I've already done it. So it just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then do I don't think, feel like they, okay. they can go back. Yeah, exactly, and then they're trapped, and and that's why I want them at least talking about it, which is why it's cool they'd be in your house like that doing that. So social media, as a parent, and I want you to kind of talk about your perspective, difference when you grew up versus now, and do you think it has a big impact on, you know, these teenagers? I see so many teenagers who are either texting or sending inappropriate stuff back and forth, and even if they don't do it themselves, they hear about it or see it. Does social media change the idea of dating and what's – remember I just mentioned the show earlier in the, today about um, Love at First Sight, that show that's coming out. Yeah, that's Is crazy. Is social media changing things? I know. I said social media was a double-edged sword as a parent. I love it because I can see and watch things that I, – I, I, I could have kept things from my parents about my friends. And they would never know the difference. If they were a good kid, they were a good kid, but who her – her peers are by just looking at that stuff. But each other, I think it, I think it in the long run is just going to hurt them. One, they, they tell each other everything they're doing, from what they're eating to where they're at. I've seen that cause relationship problems. Why are you here? Who are you with? It is they have to be in contact with each other, multiple people, at the same time, all the time, every time. And like I said, I've actually had girls in my kitchen say, well, you know, you, you kind of, 2 o'clock in the morning, you're texting and it's getting inappropriate and it's so easy to do when you're 15 miles away on a screen and you can text things back and forth, but then there's going to come a time where y'all are face-to-face and that boy is going to expect what you were texting him at 2 o'clock in the morning, even though that's right. not really what you would have done. If you wouldn't have had that phone in your hand, that, that wouldn't have gone back and forth. But then you've already right. passed that boundary to the boy, and now you're face-to-face, and it's kind of like, well, I, I said I'd do it, or I said that would be fun, and now here we are. Can I just take it back? Mm-hmm. So, Ricky, last question for you because it's a biggie. What if your daughter comes home today and says, you know what? I think I've got a boyfriend. I would love to meet him. <laughs> Honestly, I would get his name, and I would get on that. This, this is where the fun part of the social media as a parent comes in. I just ask for his name. Get on there. Yeah. Second out, you can tell kids don't hide anything anymore. They do not hide anything on social media. It is so strange to me. I'll pull up a picture and go, Who, what is this person doing? And they just don't hide anything. So you can just – I could easily tell a lot about a boy in 15 minutes on the Internet. And Ricky – what if you find a boy that, you know what, this is just not the right guy, and it's not just a personal opinion. It is he's clearly not a good guy for my girl. How in the heck do you say that to her who just adores him? I don't know because I haven't been faced with that, but I honestly think coming from me, she won't believe it. I don't think kids believe it from their parents. It has to come from, you know, her great group of friends, or she has to kind of figure it out on her own. She brings the boy home tomorrow. It's like you said, they're not getting married. She has to go through the bad yeah. apples and the good apples, just like we did. But mm-hmm. I can, I can make it difficult for her to see. 
That's pretty good. I can't control oh, I need everything. To have Ricky. I can control a little bit. Ricky's going to be on the show uh, to all those moms listening out there one time where it's going to be how to make sure your daughter can't date a guy. <laughs> that would be good. I would like her to say that I'd be okay with that, but I haven't had to face it. So, yeah, when she makes that phone call I'll, or she comes in and lets me know, I'll, I'll be calling you and you can help me with the next stage of life. That's right. That's what helps to know a therapist. You can get an emergency call because that's what happens, Ricky. Like, I always say it, the best people are the ones that are ahead of the game and aren't behind the game because when I get teenagers, let's say, that have been in an unhealthy or a not good relationship for six, eight months, the parents have not liked it, but they haven't done anything about it, and then they try to put the hammer down or get it. Like, the, the, it's great when you meet a great guy for your girl and they get along and they're sweet and they're nice, but it is hard in today's world because they go to high schools, Ricky, with 4,000 people and right. you never know who they are and what they're exposed to and what their life's like. So, anyway, any last words of wisdom from you to parents no, or teenagers was, out there? Before? In- no, it was very interesting to hear the teenager's point of view versus the parent's point of view, and just it was just interesting to hear. And like I said, I'll when you get the nine one one text, help. That's now right. Now what do I do? Just be I ready will, for me. I will. I will answer, Ricky. Thanks so much for being on today. I appreciate it. You were awesome. Great show. Beautiful time. That was some good stuff there. You know, the best part of having this show is getting people to talk about life situations and to hear how much those people line up with what you think and how you feel, and then also matching it with what Tom says, because I'm not always going to agree with what other people say, like we're talking about with Russell and his long-term relationship. It's not at all that that relationship's bad, because it sounds like he's a great guy, she's a great girl, and and they work really well together. It's that teenagers keep into perspective their normal life, that their relationship doesn't become everything to them, and that they sacrifice their family, their friends, their sports, their social stuff for that. And like Emily said earlier on in the show, that, you know, her brother, you know, has sports, and he's involved in that, and and that's his focus. And it, it doesn't mean that he wouldn't date. It's just that that's not a priority for him. And also for Natalie to be able to say that she's just not in a place where it's a big deal for her right now. And that's okay, too. So really, just remember, parents, to always stay in contact and communicate with your teenager. Please, just keep constant communication. Not when things are bad and not when they get in trouble and not always your opinion about their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever they're around. It's just regular contact so you can know what's coming and then teenagers, do your best to try to you know, keep a steady life, your normal activities, your, your sports, your social group, your friends. Like Russell said, you're fishing. Do things that you enjoy and try your best to make high school a social event. That's going to do it for our show for today. I appreciate everybody calling in. Madison, thanks for making the shout-out there on Russell's behalf. And uh, tune in next week. We're going to have an encore presentation of an old show, the most popular show we've had on the air, which is the 20, I believe it's 20, maybe 19, but most dangerous teenage trends that are out there today. And you all aren't going to want to miss that because I'm telling you, it is. there are some bizarro, wild trends going on that teenagers are doing that are really dangerous. That's going to be next Monday, 1030 a.m. Central Time. If you haven't gone and done it, go to the App Store right now and get the Tom Stevens app at the Play Store or the Apple Store and download that and keep it on your phone. It will keep in contact with us. And come back next week to listen. And in two weeks, we'll have another live show for you on the air. Again, website is TomStevens.us. But go get that app today and make it a great day. Teenagers, be safe, be good, and we will talk to you next time.